Well, good evening, Randolph Street family, and thank you for taking time to join us on this Wednesday evening. I know it is a beautiful evening outside and maybe difficult to step inside to join us two duds up here, but thank you for taking time to join us for uh, just hopefully what is a short ministry update this evening. Um, we can say this without reservation, we're tired of this, and we're looking forward to the day when this is over, and we are praying that that is very, very soon. Um, let me kind of give you an, uh, uh, an outline as to what is going to happen for the evening. Um, I'm going to read a passage of scripture just to get our hearts tuned in and ready for Sunday morning. Um, just a brief review of Sunday morning sermon, um, and really pointing us towards some things that we're going to be uh, encouraging you toward next week. So I'm going to do some of that. I do have a book giveaway four books, four, uh, well, a few really good books. One I have not read, but I think it'll be helpful to you. So uh, you can text myself. Uh, well, it'd be best just to text me, 304-926-4118, if you want a free book tonight. Again, that's 926-4118. We're going to give away some books and then uh, a few announcements and walk through what we are praying for in regard to our reopening plan in, re in regard to our ministry, various specific ministries, our gathering on Sunday morning, some things we're looking toward, and uh, we're going to walk through some of those details, and our goal will be to be short this evening, uh, Lord willing. So let me begin by reading John chapter 12, um, beginning at verse number 12 through verse number 19. This is the triumphal entry. Uh, I spoke of that a little bit last Sunday morning when I overviewed Sunday. This coming Sunday, I will preach through this text out of Matthew. This particular event is unique in that it's recorded in all four Gospels. And really, it's very similar in all four Gospels. This is John's recording. And remember, John wrote uh, 40 or so years after the other Gospel writers, 30 or so years after. So John had the advantage of knowing what Matthew, Mark, and Luke had already recorded and uh, John does add some things. He helps us see some things uh, from a little different perspective, especially in, in the bigger context of John chapter 12. But this is the text from John. Just to read it, prepare your hearts for this coming Sunday and what I'll be preaching out of Matthew. The scriptures read, The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. That's unique to John. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and, he had, and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, that's unique to John, and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went out to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that, they are gaining, that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. So we're going we're gonna to focus on that text on Sunday. We're going we're gonna to look at some of the things Jesus says. We're going to look at how the scriptures are fulfilled in this particular event. We're going to look into these crowds. I'll jump over to John on Sunday morning and talk about John's insight into these crowds and uh, to see the significance of what historically is called Palm 
Sunday for us as the church. And uh, hopefully that'll be helpful to you as we continue to walk through this Holy Week series that we began last Sunday morning. Um, I'm going to ask Pastor Tim to pray for us in just a moment. But before he does, this Sunday's Palm Sunday. I'll be preaching out of Matthew. We'll be back in here Good Friday. I'll be preaching kind of the chronology of Thursday and Friday of the Holy Week. And then Easter Sunday, we'll be walking through the chronology of the resurrection event. So I'm praying that this is helpful uh, for us as a church, just, just understanding this week that it's most significant to us and this faith that we love uh, so much. Added to that, uh, you're going to receive an email throughout the week of Holy Week. We've been working on this and putting it together each day beginning Sunday morning. As a matter of fact, you'll probably receive it either while you're here Sunday morning or before you arrive on Sunday morning. Uh, you'll begin receiving emails each day kind of documenting what Jesus does on that particular day of Holy Week. And with that's a little video from the Gospel Coalition that we think will be helpful to you as you just think through the events of our Savior in this most significant week of his life and for us likewise. So, Pastor Tim, would you begin us this evening with prayer? Amen. Our Father, it is always a great joy and delight and an amazing privilege that you've given us to come into your presence, to come before what you refer to as the throne of grace, to find help in time of need. Father, to be able to worship you, to lift up our voice, to acknowledge that you alone are God, that you are infinite and almighty, that you are ever-present, Father, that you are eternal, Father, that you are beyond our, even the ability to imagine your greatness. You are transcendent in every way, and yet you draw near to us, you tell us Jesus taught us to pray, to call you Father, and so we are deeply moved by who you are, your greatness, your grandeur, your glory, and yet your amazing care for us that you would purchase us as we will be thinking through in this coming week as we follow Jesus Christ to the cross and then to the resurrection. So I pray, Lord, it would be a very meaningful week for our church family as we meditate and think and consider the great truths of the gospel. Father, I pray for our church family that you would help us to be faithful, to be in the scriptures. Lord, help us to value them as more precious than gold and sweeter than honey. Help us to understand the nature of the scriptures or to reveal you and to help us know how to bring glory to you, how to live life in a way that will honor you. Father, I pray that as we read the word, we would understand the dynamics of your working through us and in us, just as we have seen in the book of Philippians. And so, God, we pray you would reveal your word to us and that we would take it, eat it into our soul, feed it into our soul, uh, that we might live it forth for your glory. I pray for those, Lord, who are suffering from several physical difficulties, those who have been battling cancer, those with other difficulties, our gals who have recently had babies, those who will be having children soon, might your hand of blessing be upon them, those who are walking through very difficult and dark days, oh God, might their soul be anchored in you, might they find 
help us as a people to rest in you, to wait upon you, to give us contentment in the midst of difficulty. Lord, these are huge requests, very difficult on our fallen humanity to do, and yet, Lord, as we know you and know you better, you certainly will help us to walk in your grace. So, Lord, we lift these things up. We pray that our time here this evening from the scriptures, from just sharing uh, family time together as a group of believers, and as we think through, Lord, what might lie in front of us, we pray that it will. We're looking forward to getting back to a full slate of ministry to see people to engage more fully with our church family. So, Lord, we pray these things. Uh, We know that your plans aren't always the same as ours, but we pray, Lord, these things will take place in Christ's name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tim. All right, let's give away a couple of books. Uh, the first two are history biographies that hopefully you will find helpful. These are different kind of biogra- biographies uh, as they're focused on multiple individuals. One written by J.C. Ryle, one written by John Piper. Let me address Ryle first. Uh, this is a classic book. It was published under a different title that I can't recall originally. Um, it had the word light in it. That's all I can remember. This was required in my doctoral program, and it was out of it was out of print, and I had to order a copy from London. And my wife, who might be watching tonight, didn't know at the time it cost me $100 to order that book. But it is a great light from old times, I think is the name of it. So it's called The Five English Reformers by J.C. Ryle. This has been put out by the Banner of Truth Trust. These are five reformers who died under the hand of Bloody Bloody Mary. You will find this uh, an exciting read. I know that sounds kind of odd. Exciting for your faith. It'll it'll instill courage in you as you see the lives of these individuals who walk deeply with Christ and willingly laid down their life for the sake of the gospel. So five English reformers, just text me, Ryle, five English reformers. It's yours. This one's written by John Piper. It's entitled, Filling Up the Afflictions of Christ, which is a phrase in Colossians chapter 1, a fascinating phrase in Colossians 1. And this is subtitled, The Cost of Bringing the Gospel to the Nation. So he reflects on the lives of William Tyndale, Adoniram Judson, and John Patton, uh, who likewise died for his faith. Um, This is out of a series of books entitled The Swans Are Not Silent, book five. You want this book, it's yours. Just text me Piper or Filling Up the Afflictions of Christ. Again, that's J.C. Ryle, John Piper. These two particular books, no one has texted me yet. Now, Blair texted and just said books. I think Blair just wants them all. I can't do that, Blair. You have to be specific, okay? So this one is by Mike McKinley. He was... Uh, he is in the Mark Dever crowd, if you will, from Capitol Hill, planted a church over in Virginia. It's entitled Passion. Uh, this particular book documents the final day of Jesus' life, what we're into now with Passion Week, Holy Week coming up next week. Uh, documents the final day of Jesus' life and how it should affect us as Christians. This one is, I have read this one. I have not read the other one I recommended there. This is Scandalous, The Cross and Resurrection of Jesus by D.A. Carson. Uh, Anything Carson writes, I recommend. He's just a helpful New Testament scholar. Uh, Likewise, documenting some of the same things that uh, McKinley does, but he takes it a little bit further. Uh, This is a helpful, helpful book. So you can text D.A. Carson, Scandalous. You can text Passion, Mike McKinley, uh, Ryle, Piper, all those books. Um, 
you can text and they are yours. I will go back after our time this evening and see who texted me first, okay? All right, that's out of the way. I do want to, and I forgot to bring it down here. Um, uh, there's two books. One of them I don't have right now. I just got it online. We can't find our copy. Both of us have it, but neither one of us can find it. Uh, a book that I've heavily, heavily relied on in for the series last Sunday morning uh, is Andreas Kostenberger, entitled The Final Days of Jesus. I think I'm getting that title right. Um, I was going to order some copies, but it won't be here till after Easter week is over, and it'll be, we'll kind of miss the point, but would encourage you to pick that up. It is an incredible resource, thinking through the details of um, the, the final days of Jesus's life, and Kostenberger, he, he, he is a scholar of John's gospel. John's gospel creates some difficulties. So does Matthew's gospel. Uh, all four do, really, but um, John kind of approaches things a little differently. A little differently. So Kostenberger is really helpful um, in in many different ways. But you will find this a rich resource. We were talking about this. Uh, you made a comment earlier today, just how difficult it is to get your brain right on the events of the last week of Jesus. Yeah, because not all the Gospels speak of them directly in chronology. That's right. And they kind of lump them in themes and that sort of thing. And to be able to go back through and put it all together, it's like a puzzle. And it could be, for me anyway, it's always been a challenge. Yeah, and I think f for me it's every year I have to go back and rehearse yeah. it <laughs> because I, I, you, you tend to forget. And again, Matthew creates some difficulties. Uh, John uses some language that creates some difficulties. But Kostenberger does a phenomenal job. Uh, and you guys have taken all the books, it looks like. So thank you for replying so quickly. Um, I think you're going to find this helpful. Our, our Easter week, we're going we're gonna to send you a scripture guide that'll be, that'll be attached to that little, I've, I've written a little paragraph about each day. Uh, we've got a, a video from the Gospel Coalition. We also have a scripture guide for you. Uh, that's from the Gospel Coalition. That'll be a resource for each day. Don't, don't let that distract you from your reading through the Bible plan. Um, but let it just kind of be a supplement. You don't have to read all of those scriptures for that day, but maybe just go pick and choose things that you would like to further your thinking on, and I, and I think that'll be helpful uh, for you, I trust. Okay, a uh, couple of announcements just quickly. Uh, one announcement is we need, we need help on the AV team, um, and if, if you're willing to be a part of that, we really need to add a couple of folks and uh, we would love for you to be a part of that ministry. So uh, if that's something that you would consider, please let us know. We're going to have a training session coming up soon, um, and we'll get you some more information about that. But please, if that is of interest to you, uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. And then Easter week, let me just hit our schedule there. We're going to have a 7 a.m. sunrise service here. Uh, it is going to be in the building. I, I know that's disappointing. My daughter at college texted. She was watching our service here Sunday morning. She texted me in the middle of my sermon with a no. She wanted to be <laughs> at the river. Uh, but we're going to do it up here this year just so we can live feed it for those who are unable to be with us due to COVID. Um, Lord willing, next Easter we'll be down at the river. So 7 a.m. here, no breakfast this year. Uh, 10 a.m. Easter gathering. Um, we are, we, we've already got the liturgy planned. That's going to be a phenomenal day for our church family. Songs and readings. I mean, really encourage you to be a part of that particular day. Uh, to back up a little bit, I skipped Good Friday. Uh, we'll be here at 7 p.m. on Good Friday. 
that will be a Tom. Uh, we're going to reflect through the Thursday and Friday events of Jesus's last week. And again, I think all of those, all of those events, all of those gatherings will be helpful to our faith and encouraging to us in our walk with our Savior. Every event will be live. Will be live cast also. Um, so just take note of that. Okay, so here's what we're going to do now for the next, uh, let's try to do this in about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. And we're going to walk through some of our thoughts. This is primarily from our elders. Uh, our deacons have given input likewise. Um, things that we're starting to think through and reopening a lot of our ministries, kind of getting back to some sense of normalcy here at Randolph Street, uh, which we are all yearning for. I'm going to read some things. These are things that we've carefully written just to help us think through um, what we are doing and, and what's kind of controlling our thinking as we move back into normalcy here at Randolph Street. So I, here's six points that I put together for our elders and deacons, uh, kind of controlling thoughts as we think about resuming a normal schedule. Uh, number one, to, th to this point, since this pandemic started, whatever views we may have of our government, and there's been a lot going on these past number of months, especially with an election season. Our goal, whether it is a Republican or a Democrat sitting in the White House or overseeing Congress or here at our governor's uh, office, our goal from day one has been to honor our government officials to the best of our ability while maintaining the essential activities that we carry out as the church. Um, it's been our desire to walk, it's been difficult. Um, folks have disagreed with us, and um, it's been a process for us to learn. This is not something any of us have ever walked through before, but we have done that because we believe that has been most honoring to the Lord, for us to honor, to the best of our ability, uh, our government officials and how they're trying to navigate this Lord willing, once-in-a-lifetime situation, while at the same time recognizing that what we do here as a church is essential. I use that language just because it's a popular term folks use now, but what we do here is, is, is irreplaceable um, in regard to our walk with Christ and what Christ has ordained for his church. So that's, that's number one. Number two, um, everything we're hearing at this point, and this is changing often, but Everything we're hearing is it seems to indicate by July. That's kind of been the the, uh, the forecast thrown around. We're going to be back in a lot in a normal season, or at least normal conditions, much more than we have been obviously this past year. Uh, number three, our goal then, in light of that, is to have our ministries here up and running on a full schedule by August one. So. Uh, we're, we're almost April 1 now. I want to talk about some things we're doing between now and then. But our goal, uh, from top to bottom, all age groups, every ministry we have, is to be moving back into full and normal schedules by the end of summer, uh, beginning of school year, vacations are over. Um, normally, around here, we would take off the entire month of July when it comes to training hour and some of our... Um, some of our other ministries, we normally would take July off. 
uh, just to give our training hour teachers some time, and, and obviously that's not needed now, but we've kind of got this date in our mind, August 1st, where we want to have everything back up, fully running, some things before that, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but by August 1, be back to a very normal schedule here at Randolph Street. Um, we recognize that that won't set well with everyone, okay? Some in our church want to be more aggressive. Some want to be more conservative in regard to our approach to certain ministries. And we understand that. And our challenge as elders is we're trying to shepherd the whole of our church family and make wise decisions that's best for the whole of our church family. So we recognize that. And there are times we disagree with ourselves and what we're doing. And this has been a, a steep learning curve for all of our elders, all of our deacons, as we walk through this process. Um, to this point, we think we've done a decent job in handling this situation. We've made mistakes. Uh, there's no question about that. There, there are things we would have done differently uh, if, we, if we could do it all over again. But the last thing we want to do is at the end of this process, at the end of this pandemic, is make uh, rash, unwise decisions. We want to be as wise exiting some of these things as we were, we think, at times entering into this situation. Again, nobody has handled this perfectly. And um, if I hope, I hope I have another 25 years of ministry, and I hope we never walk through this again. Um, I, don't, I don't want to learn any lessons out of this in regard to handling this again. Uh, but with that said, we want to be as wise walking out as we've tried to be walking into this pandemic. And then lastly, um, and this, this encompasses everything we're getting ready to say, if conditions change dramatically within our community, uh, we'll be ready to make adjustments to all of our schedules. So that happened today. Uh, our student ministry has began meeting in person the last month and a half or so, maybe two months. Um, but there have been a variety of outbreaks of COVID uh, around our community in schools that some of our students attend, and, and they you know, made a wise decision this afternoon to push the student ministry meeting uh, for this evening. It was just, it was the right thing to do. Conditions changed, and they made decisions in light of that condition, wise decision. Um, so those, those are some of our controlling thoughts as we discuss some of the plans that we're getting to ready to walk through with you. Before I get to August 1st, or, or better yet, before we get to specific ministries, we're going we're to get into uh, many of our ministries and talking about return dates. I'm going to talk about this period of time between now and August 1st, uh, some things that we're going to put together um, to, to kind of bridge that gap, if you will, some things that we think are important for us to uh, be a part of as a church as we look toward the full restart uh, in, in August. Um, there will be a couple of more online interviews. Um, those will happen in April. We are, we're tired of this. We're done with this. Um, this isn't ideal. It's helpful. But we are going to have a few more online-only events in April. We'll get details out about those soon. Um, and we will do that because we, we think that will serve our church family well in this unique period of time. In May, we're going to have a few 
gatherings, extra gatherings that we think will be good for our church family. Also, I'm going to walk through just a few of them. I'm leaving dates off right now. We've got dates planned, but we need to work through a few more details to make sure we're hitting everything correctly. We're going to have an all uh, in-person church prayer meeting on a Sunday night in early May. Uh, We believe this would be a, a healthy exercise for our church family. I just got a text from one of our members um, maybe a couple of weeks ago asking for this very thing. Hey, can we, can we just have an all-church gather and pray together? So we've done this in the past. It's been a few years since we've done this. And what I mean by this is, is a time where we gather and for a few hours uh, we are uh, in, in, intensely engaging with our Lord, asking Him to um, move on his, for His glory and for our good within our church family. And so we're going to have one of those times on a Sunday evening coming up in early May. Also, uh, my brother here to my left, you're right, is going to be leading us in an in-person seminar in May, something to the effect of resolving conflict in relationships, right? Right. Yeah, I, you know, certainly all of us, if you have any relationships at all, you face conflict. Uh, so what I would like to do is take the scriptures and kind of open up how we deal with those conflicts how do we solve problems? How do we continue to engage with people that we are in tension with at that point in time? Uh, so I trust it will be a helpful uh, seminar for our church family. So that, that's going to take place in May. Again, we'll get you the date on that. But um, if you show up, doesn't mean you're in conflict. Okay? <laughs> so don't feel that. But my guess is most of us have relationships where there's challenges and struggles. Or maybe we're trying to help others walk through those situations. Uh, with parents or siblings or children or, or uh, co-workers. Um, this will be a helpful time. It, it's going to happen on a Sunday evening. Uh, it'll be a, a, uh, about an hour or so seminar, hour, hour and a half. Um, and it'll be designed to equip us as Christians to not only to understand how we should approach conflict, but how to resolve conflict. And so would really encourage you to be a part of that. He, he's done this seminar before uh, down in Lexington, and so he's bringing it to Charleston for us. Um, I'll come back to one more event in May in just a moment. In June, uh, we're going to have, on a Sunday evening here, an all-church, in-person uh, evening of worship. So we're going we're gonna to pick out 6, 8, 10, 12 of our favorite songs. We're going to pick out a number of texts to be read, and we're going to gather in this space, and we're, gonna, we're just going to sing until we can't sing anymore, and we're going to read the scriptures together, and it's going to just going to be an evening of worship. So that's going to happen at some point in June. We will get you dates on that. Another event is in June is I will be teaching a theology seminar. I think this is going to happen on a Friday evening. We're, we're undecided at this point. But it's going to be a lengthy seminar. It's been three years since I taught this. I think it was three years. Maybe that's what you'd say. Okay, three years. It feels like it was six months ago. But we, this is a series we want to come back and do every couple of years. It's on the five points of Calvinism, or the doctrines of grace. Uh, we, we taught that in 2018, the fall of 2018. So two and a half years later now, we're going to come back to it again. Um, it'll be a session where you come. You're going to get all of it at one time. All right, It's not going to be five sessions. It's going to be uh, two to three hours of intense study together. That'll happen right here in this space. Uh, that's all church in-person event. We would really, really encourage you to come for it. We will get you more information about that very soon. In July, we will come back with another in-person all church 
prayer gathering. And we're going to have kind of sandwich our summer events with prayer. So in May, we're going to gather and pray together. And in July, we're to gather and we're going to pray together. And uh, trust that that will be a, a helpful uh, exercise for our hearts individually and together as a church. Now, let me go back now. There, there's a couple of other events we're spreading throughout the summer months. Uh, on, a, on three occasions, I believe it is, in May, June, and July, uh, we're going to have an after church, Sunday morning, uh, after church, informal gathering at uh, a picnic location. So right now we're looking at a couple of places at Coonskin. Uh, we may look at some other places at this point. We're, we're unsure, but we're going to get this schedule out soon. So after church, you bring your lunch. We're not serving food. You bring your lunch. Uh, we'll tell you where. We're all going to gather up at that particular place and hang out, let the kids play, and just enjoy fellowship. Uh, which we are yearning for around here. We're going to spread those out over the summer. That's going to happen in May, June, and July. Those will be wonderful Sunday afternoons, Lord willing. Okay, anything else we want to say about April to July there? No, that's all I can think of. I'm looking forward to all of those events. Okay, so th those, are, those are just things we're putting together. We, we may put together some more things that will happen on top of our regular Sunday morning gathering, uh, which at this point... Um, let me go ahead and move into some of that. Our, our Sunday morning gathering, we've made a change to 10 a.m. Um, to this point, pre-pandemic, we were 10.30 a.m. And we made a change to 10 a.m., and we have enjoyed it. So <laughs> Our people seem to have enjoyed it. You have it enjoyed well, it. Yeah. A number of you have commented on it. Uh, and so at this point, we're going to continue with our gathering time at 10 a.m. Uh, so that... That has not changed. That's not going to change for the foreseeable future. Uh, it'll happen this Sunday at 10 a.m., Easter Sunday at 10 a.m., and August, uh, the first part of August, it'll be 10 a.m. likewise. All right, Pastor Tam, won't you walk us through a few of these, especially okay. our nursery and our children's ministry? Yeah, we, uh, we certainly recognize for many of our young families that it's been a challenge for you not to have a nursery. Many of you have been able to come. Some have not been comfortable with coming which we fully understand, but we would like to restart our nursery during our 10 o'clock gathering uh, on April the 18th. That is our plan at this point. That would be our uh, structure that we've worked with in the past, infant through four years old. So that'll be on April the 18th. Our children's ministry. Hey, let, me, let me jump in on Go that because that's that announcement we have that went out in email, I think, today. That's the other need we have. We need nursery workers. Yeah. yeah. So... If, if you're out there and you would love, this is guys and gals, okay? This isn't just a gals thing. Uh, we have right processes for everyone to walk through, but if you're, if you're able and willing, we, we need nursery workers. We need a, a number of new nursery workers, so a little advertisement there. Good. Rachel Dispinette is the person you'd want to see about that. Uh, she has very skillfully handled our nursery. We appreciate her ministry and what is sometimes a very difficult place to uh, serve and minister. Our children's ministry, we've been so, so very thankful for the Randolph Street kids that have been taking place at 8 o'clock on Sunday mornings. That will continue through May the 23rd. That will be our last session. Uh, we appreciate Casey and Olivia and their teaching, the many families that have helped with the review. Pastor Jason has done such a nice job with the catechism. And Ashley and Abraham have just knocked it out of the park with their songs and uh, I think our kids have enjoyed Abraham as much as anyone in that group. 
Uh, so we thank the Lord for that time. But that will continue through May the 23rd. And then um, I'm not sure what we'll do at that point in time throughout the rest of the summer, uh, but we would like to continue some form of Randolph Street Kids beginning in September. Uh, and that would take place a couple of times a month, and we'll have more details on that later. Training Hour, which has been such an important part of our church ministry uh, to be able to teach a variety of topics. Our plan right now is to return to that uh, the first uh, part of August, actually the second Sunday of August, August the 8th. There would be an adult class here in the auditorium. Uh, children's and teens uh, all the way through would go back to their regular class structure. And we would also have an infant nursery at that point in time. So kind of going back to where the uh, training hour has been historically here, only with one adult class to start up with and probably be working back into a full schedule of that later on. Yeah, so that August 8th start date is really, that, that kind of is typical for us on a yearly basis. We pick up right about the same time school begins. We get back into our training out sessions. The reason we're not starting on August the 1st is because our own Mission Together Mills will return, Lord willing, on August the 1st. Uh, if you're new to Randolph Street or it, it's been so long ago, you may not remember this, but our own Mission Together Mills happened the first Sunday of every month, and that's going to continue uh, beginning again in August. So the first Sunday of every month, there will be no training hour, okay, uh, because we want you to spend extra time that morning cooking really good food. Uh, to bring to our own mission together meal. But it, if you remember what happens on those Sundays, uh, we bring, it's more or less a potluck. Uh, most, most of the time, it's more or less a potluck. So you have to bring the food, but then you got to pay for your food. Right? You donate money uh, to get a taste of everyone else's food. And then all those, all those funds, and we have raised thousands and thousands of dollars through this effort. Uh, they go to Christ-centered nonprofit works around us. Um, so in the past, we've given, uh, obviously, to Crossroads Pregnancy Care Center and, and Hope for Appalachia. Uh, we've given to our uh, adoption fund. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've done with that. But we've given thousands and thousands of dollars to that. And we, Lord willing, we will return to those mills beginning August the 1st. Um, we, we love those Sundays. And we're going to do everything we can to not only reinstitute them into our normal schedule, uh, but to encourage all of you to be a part of that on a typical on mission together meal we fill up our welcome center we fill up what used to be room 104 recently we put it in the auditorium part of our auditorium and that is more needed now mm. in my pastoral ministry that is more needed now than ever before so august 1 plan on it uh, we're back to our own mission together meals uh, and we're really really excited about that I'll hit student ministry. Student ministry's already picked back up. Um, again, they had a little bump in the road this week, uh, but they are currently back into the swing of things. If you're interested in that, uh, please see Stephen Farrell. They do have a base camp project. So if, you, if you're the parent of a teenager that would like to be a part of that, let Stephen know so he can get you on that base camp project. That's how they communicate. Uh, it's just an online uh, tool for communication, and uh, they can get you on that so you can know everything that's happening. They've got some events coming up. Our teens are putting together a take-home meal for our church family. I think that's a week or two after Easter. Spaghetti and, and some fixings. 
that you can take out with you, and, it, and that, that, is, that is going to be an on-mission-together meal. They are using all the funds to support our Hope Closets uh, program through Hope for Appalachia, where we serve uh, at-risk children in public schools uh, through equipping our teachers with various supplies to, to serve these kids. Pastor Tim, talk about sojourners. Yeah, our sojourners have been one of the hardest hit groups in our church as far as not being able to come. It was so sweet. It just happened to be, I suppose, because of the vaccine schedules uh, that I think six of our sojourners about three weeks ago were able to come back to the service. They all were here for the first time in almost a year at that point. Uh, there was so much excitement from our church family to see them and they were excited to get back. It was, it was really a tremendous time. We are hopeful to start restart our Sojourners ministry in September on the third Thursday, which has historically been when we've met, uh, and that'll be September the 16th is the date on that. Uh, we'll try to think through how we're going to handle the food and the serving and all those sort of things, but our aim right now is to go back to somewhat of a normal schedule with the Sojourners. This next one I'll let you do. I'm yeah, sure we're going to get a I, shout I was, from the crowd yeah, on this. I was, I was going to let you take this one. <laughs> it's picnic. We are back to our picnic this year. We've already reserved Canal State Forest, same shelters, five, six, uh, seven, eight. Yeah, uh, we've reserved all four of those shelters. If you remember the two different fields, uh, October the 10th, so put that on your calendars. We missed it last year. This has become an annual tradition at Randolph Street that we so deeply deeply love uh, it is already reserved it's on the books october 10th uh, there's another church we compete with that always gets the first sunday of october and we we go with either the last of september or the second of october we're in a fine line there between bees and no bees uh, if we go with the second week of october a lot of times we've had success with no bees a little cooler but no bees uh, so October 10th is our picnic. Pastor Tim, how about men's breakfast? Yeah, our men have missed this. Uh, Brother Jim Bone has headed this up for us with a crew of men. Tremendous breakfast, great time of fellowship. We usually have one of our men. We interview them. They talk or there's a message. Uh, it's just been a, a really sweet time of fellowship for our men. We do these maybe four or five times a year. Uh, we don't have the date settled yet, but we'll begin sometime in October. So mark that down, fellows, with your kids. A lot of times we have lots and lots of young boys here with their dads. It's just been a real special time. Ladies Bible study? Ladies Bible study has gone on through the pandemic. It has gone through via Zoom, uh, but several of our ladies have engaged in that. Ginger plans to try to get back to an in-person. We should be able to, and that will be September through November. Uh, right now, the plan is to do a study in the book of Exodus, and so they're looking forward to that. Also, our Two Every Door, which we have done every year since I've been here, and I think you started maybe the year before I came, uh, or, yeah, I or maybe a couple years. Maybe two years before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where we take literature, try to visit every door on the west side. Um, we've had a very diligent group of anywhere from four to ten people engage in this. Uh, it's it's been an excellent ministry. It allows us to present the gospel to so many who maybe have not heard a clear presentation of the gospel. Uh, that we are planning is to start back up in July, and that would run through the month of October. That takes place on Wednesday evenings. They meet here, have a time of prayer, and then they spread out and go out through the community. 
2009 was our first year, and we put a map up of all of the west side, mm -hmm. and we hit every street that summer on the west side of Charleston. And we did the same thing again, 2010. Have enjoyed that ministry. A lot of the guys who participated and gals in that ministry have enjoyed the camaraderie as much as any part of that, and uh, would encourage you to consider that. Again, uh, Jim Bone, you mentioned mm -hmm. Jim. Just you know, talk with Jim, talk with others, Craig Wills, others who've been a part of that ministry, and and uh, they'll provide you some good information. Small groups are starting back up. A mm -hmm. number of them. I've heard several. Uh, Pastor Tim, any other comments on that? No, other than we we need some new small groups. Uh, we've had some, just the, kind of the very nature of small groups. Some of them have a life to them, and it just, for whatever reason, the dynamics of it uh, kind of move away, and it kind of fizzles out or dies a, a natural death in that way. So we need a couple of new small groups, and so if you would like to, to host one of those, please speak with me about that. Uh, we have really an excellent core of small groups that are engaging right now some each one of them kind of have settled on their own format during this time of covid uh, but we would like to get back to somewhat of a natural in the home type setting a couple of them meet here at the church building uh, sometime in the fall hopefully in september we would like to renew our full schedule of small groups all right um you didn't know I was going to ask you this, and I won't ask you directly. I'll just say it out loud, and we can respond. What are we going to do about masks? <laughs> <laughs> My thought is, just in talking to people, you know, we've already said that we would follow the guidelines. I think after that, I have a sense that it'll turn back to it was kind of in the beginning before there was a mandate people will wear them if they feel comfortable. I, I can remember many services before the mandate, there would be people come in with a mask. Uh, we asked basically people would wear one as they come in, would not have it on during that time. But just be careful if you're close to someone. Um, we don't want to be an offense to anybody. And this is just an awkward time. And so I think we just have to practice Christian love and it'll give us great opportunity to be yeah. led by the Spirit and be able to do that. But th that's how I've kind of seen what this would look like the key, in my The key word you use there is awkward. Yeah, it so, will be. So if you, if you don't, many of you don't know this. All of our elders and deacons know this. Pastor Tim, we jokingly call him our pastor of awkward situations. All right? So if something awkward <laughs> happens, Tim's usually the one who steps in with his wisdom and counsel. Uh, we have discussed this uh, briefly as elders. Um, and, and really just the thought is, one of the thoughts is, uh, as the vaccine is rolled out, those who choose to participate in that, um, we want to make sure that, that every one of our church family that choose to uh, walk through that process of vaccination has the opportunity to do that before we would uh, think about walking out of the mask thing here at Randolph Street. Nobody likes this. Not, I don't know of one person who said, to me during this process. I can't wait to wear a mask. <laughs> no one likes this. Back to the very first point of the evening uh, in regard to this discussion. We're walking a fine line in this. Our passion is to glorify Christ, period. Uh, we believe honoring our government officials to the best of our ability uh, is honoring to Christ. Not pleasant necessarily for us, but we believe it's honoring to Christ. We believe we are honoring what the scriptures are teaching us Obviously, there's limitations to that, um, and we recognize that, but we're not talking about those things. 
we're talking about something as simple as a mask, and that will soon pass, Lord willing. And uh, our pastor of awkward situations, uh, he will lead us through that. <laughs> so, I'm not going to give my number for texting or anything. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put it we'll put his number in the bullet if you have <laughs> questions about masks in the coming weeks. Um, thank you so much. Amen. I, I say this without reservation. We we've had some bumps. That's normal life for us. It, it, living in a fallen world, there's going to be um, disagreements. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be conflict. That's normal realities of us being fallen individuals. But on the whole, our church family have been, they have been amazing through this process. You have been patient with us. You have been kind. You have understood the awkward situation that we find ourselves in as leadership here at Randolph Street. Um, you, you have been over backwards to seek to um, follow our, our guidelines that we've set forth here. Uh, you have been amazing. I, again, there have been some bumps, but it is what it is. And for the most part, I truly believe Randolph Street Church, you, you have honored Christ through this process. And that's always our goal. The Lord has just given us a different way of reaching that goal uh, through these last number of months. But I believe you've done that, and I'm deeply grateful for that as, as one of your pastors here at Randolph Street. So just a quick 30-second review. By August 1, all ministries will be up and running at full and normal schedules. Uh, between April and through July, uh, we have a number of special events a uh, couple online in April, but May, June, and July, we've got a number of, of teaching and fellowship events that we believe will be very helpful and encouraging to your soul. Some of our ministries are ramping back up now um, and will through these next few months, like To Every Door, like our student ministry, uh, and others will wait until the first part of August. But by early August, everything's going to be moving uh, assuming circumstances and conditions continue to improve as they are, we are heading in an incredible direction. And I am thrilled about where we are Amen. as a church and looking forward to these coming weeks, months, and years that are before us. All right. We, we went five minutes long. Thank you for your patience once again on that. Um, let me take a moment. I think all the books have been spoken for. These books will be on the ministry table with your name on them. Uh, this coming Sunday morning, so please make sure you stop by and grab those books if you would, please. Uh, if you're interested in nursery, contact Rachel Dispinet. If you're interested in serving in our sound booth on Sunday mornings, come and talk to me or Pastor Tim, and we will point you in the right direction there. If you have questions, concerns, thoughts, input on anything we've said this evening, our pastor of Awkward Situations would love to talk to you. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, please, please talk to us, communicate. We always are willing to have a conversation via phone, in person, text, email, whatever's best and most convenient for you. Please do not hesitate. Okay, everything's done. Let's pray, Amen. and we'll close out our evening. Well, Father, thank you uh, for this time together with our church family. As unique as it is, Lord, to be in this space again with just Tim and myself uh, but we are grateful for the days you have walked us through providentially Father you have chosen to 
bring to pass the events of these past 12, 14 months. And uh, I trust that in that time and through that time, we have submitted to the work of your spirit in us and will continue to do so. Father, as we look toward resuming normal activities here in the coming months, we pray that you would give us wisdom, help us to um, pursue the things that are best for your glory and for the good and the, the, um, the edification of the body of Christ here at Randolph Street. Uh, Lord, I pray for uh, this upcoming week and Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Easter Sunday and everything that happens, Lord, that this would be a, a rich, rich season for your people here at, uh, at Randolph Street, that our hearts and minds would be set up on Christ and all that he has accomplished on our behalf. And Lord, may that move us to worship and praise and obedience to you, our God. So Lord, again, thank you for this time, uh, for your people here. May the unity of this church continue to grow uh, more and more as we move forward together. We pray that in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us evening. Blessings upon the rest of your week.